This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It is hour number two of the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. I hope you're having a fantastic day. As, uh, you know, we're uh, I, we're looking at our wounds still a little bit. We're, we're heading towards conference championship weekend. We're starting to get some pretty good draft topics, some Cowboys offseason topics going, and we'll continue to talk about those with you. Really was hoping for a better, uh, you know, uh, a Mavs performance last night to, to give us some hope and excitement uh, for that, but... I think the hope and excitement around the Mavs right now is uh, is uh, team building. So maybe we'll pick up that conversation a little bit later on. But joining us now here on The Fan is Mike Golick, Jr. And a good afternoon, sir. Thanks for joining us here. How the heck are you? I'm doing well. No complaints. How you doing? No, it's, it's great to talk with you, man. I mean, I listened to uh, your dad and, and Greenberg talk. I used to do morning drive. Like, I've been in radio for 25 years. I did morning drive on the West Coast. So I would be driving in, listening to your dad and, and Mike Greenberg for years. And then you joined it, and I thought that was awesome. And, you know, so it's really cool to get to talk to you, you know, uh, just like sports radio guy to sports radio guy. And I have a tremendous amount of respect for what you bring to the table. So thanks for coming on with us, man. How, how you been? I know. Listen, I've been great. Uh, I hope I can last as long doing this as you have. 25 years is an incredible run. As someone who had a good view from the cheap cheap seats of uh, dad's two decades with, you know, Mike and Mike and ESPN and all that stuff, uh, that alarm going off as early as it does takes a toll right now as almost daily in my family's group chat at some point, my mom or sister, because they both live out in Scottsdale where my dad is now, We'll send a picture of my dad in the middle of the day, just completely asleep, mouth open in a chair as if he just shut off mid-sentence. <laughs> so that is the one thing, as he did that for so many years now as a 60-year-old man, the shut-off can come at any time. The difference is now we're not around as dumb kids to throw Fritos in his mouth like we used to. <laughs> it is a commitment to a whole different lifestyle, man. You're right about that. So so are, is there another generation of like your kids that's, that's waiting in lines to, to join the family biz or what? You know, we'll see some ideas. So I'm the oldest of three siblings. I'm 33 now. My younger brother's a year and a half younger than me. Just had the first grandchild for oh, my cool. parents. So my nephew Jackson's about seven months old right now. And what I will say is I feel like the gift of gab may be there because even now he's not yet saying actual words, but he's a very chatty kid, a lot of baby noises. So every time I see him, he and I have a lot to talk about, a lot to catch up on. He really speaks my language of mindless noises and then forcing his parents to get him food. So <laughs> I feel like Jackson may have some hope here. Uh, we're seeing good early returns on that. I just got to get a microphone in front of him now and see how he responds. Mike, my, my growing up, like you said, in, in the business and stuff and now being a part of it, do you feel like, do you like the direction that radio is going, you know, as far as, you know, how, how your dad and Greeny used to do it as compared to what we're doing right now? Uh, you know what? It, it's sort of TBD because I think radio, we've got to lump it in general together with audio, right? Now, radio is always going to be different, always going to be 
kind of special to me, right? There's that thrill of doing things live that even now as I do podcasting and it's similar, there's still that difference. There's a different rush when you've got to do everything and sort of read and react to the way that I had done for so many years. So I think there's always, especially locally now, we're seeing such a push on that that I think is kind of tied to podcasts where people want to hear from the people that love their thing the most and know it the most and are going to attack it with that kind of passion. It's the reason when we've got big-time sporting events, we almost always love to hear the home radio call or the local radio call but because there's just sort of that different approach and care to it. So, yeah, I think we're in a good spot. I think, as always, everything's got to evolve to stay doing the same thing that we love for a long time. It's Mike Golick, Jr. Gojo, with us here on 105.3 The Fan and the G-Bag Nation. You know, we'll, we'll get to some hard-hitting sports conversation here, but we like to have some fun. You mentioned throwing some chips in Dad's mouth there. Was there an embarrassing story from Papa Mike growing up, whether it's your days at Notre Dame or any way that he was able to razz you growing up? Well, so it wasn't anything he did. I blame the producer. Well, no, you know what? I blame him. I'll start off. The blame is always going to start with him. So for years on the show, there was this bit where every time my dad would talk about going home and, you know, getting doing something with my mom or, you know, he'd make the joke when it was his birthday, they were going to go home and, you know, and he would start to make all the sexual innuendos. And the guys on his show would fire up this porn bed music that they always had in the background. (laughs) It was that, like, grungy, sexy guitar. And that started when I was in high school. So fast forward, I'm at Notre Dame right now. I'm off trying to forge my own path, do my own thing. And I'm getting my ankles taped in the training room one morning during camp. And they've got Mike and Mike on in the training room. And all of a sudden, in the background, I hear that freaking porn bed music. (laughs) And I just turn, and all of my trainers are laughing, and all my buddies are laughing. And I realize that while it's been great to be able to see Dad on TV while I'm away from home, I cannot outrun that bit, no matter how hard I tried. So all my friends got that introduction to it as well. (laughs) And and all of the world has seen your dad's cheeks, right? Didn't he do the centerfold at one point? Oh, Dude, I'll tell you what, I'll never forget that day because I was back I was back home for something at that point. Whether I forget if I had started working at ESPN or was back home living with them, but I'll never forget that sinking feeling of walking into the house and just seeing on the counter in my parents' house a paint roller and baby oil just sitting there <laughs> on the counter. I had to go and help them with that photo shoot in the basement. And between the look in my face there and then our poor pug, our oldest pug, he's 12 years old, his name is Hank guy walks down into the basement while my dad's half naked in a garbage bag looks in (laughs) sears his eyes i think he's blind now for that reason and just immediately walks out of the room so that day took its toll on everybody i send the therapy bill (laughs) directly to my dad's bill after that oh it's scarring it absolutely is so i mean oiled up naked in a trash bag is such an amazing just mental picture right now incredible to see their dad like that no i grew up having respect for that man how are you supposed to do that when you watch your mom starting to oil it onto his shoulders. I had to leave the room. Unbelievable. (laughs) And then then they started playing the porn music and the surround sound in the basement. Yeah, exactly. You don't even know where, like, there's no producer firing the board anywhere around there. Somehow it still echoes through the house. It just seeps into his being after a while. It's incredible. Gojo, I got one more fun one for you. And I love asking linemen this because I, I know we got Zach Martin who plays with us here with the Dallas Cowboys, but you know, your, your dad also would, would shove the, the donuts into his mouth. Do you have, like, a claim to fame eating story? Like, you were able to put down 
uh, an X amount of wings or burgers. Our buddy Eric here can, can put down, what was it, a Big Mac in 45 seconds, something like that? It was, it was 63 seconds. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I tried to, tried to round down for you. Thank you. Yeah, please, please uh, show show the uh, respect where it's earned there. And uh, oh, good, I'm glad you guys get to talk to Zach every once in a while. Glad life has worked out pretty well for him so far. Um, <laughs> no, you know what? Uh, my thing, I, I will go twofold. One is the nastiest thing I've ever did as a kid. Being a young fat kid, you don't have a lot to really hang your hat on. I was aggressive, so I played football, and I was nasty, so I ate a lot. And one of the times, I'll never forget, we were coming back from a Costco run. And I don't know how it happened, but all of a sudden we get home. And you know those chocolate donuts, the ones that come, you can get them at the gas station or Costco or anything like that. I look in the car tire of my parents' car, and there is one lodged in the tire. And, I mean, this thing had somehow made the trip home in that tire. It it looked like a small tire itself. And I (laughs) saw it and just immediately, to try and thrill and delight the rest of my family, plucked that thing up and ate it. I have not felt that bad since, but I had to go and set the tone properly there. Fast forward now, a lifetime of trying to constantly alpha everybody at the table led me in 2019. The national championship for college football was down in New Orleans. And before that, I got invited to be a part of an exhibition. It's what they called it because it couldn't be officially sanctioned with Joey Chestnut eating beignets uh, for some ESPN Facebook live event. Guys, I have been fortunate to be around a lot of high-level athletes. Played next to Zach Martin for a couple of years. The best football player I've ever played with or against. There is nothing as impressive athletically that I have seen in person as watching Joey Chestnut eat beignets next to me. These are the full-size dinner roll beignets. And they had us all. We had four minutes to eat as many beignets as we could. And I put down about 17. I was pretty proud of that number number. and how big these things were. And the fact that I was untrained. I lost a lot of my lineman weight. Joey Chestnut, in four minutes, again, so just ball up your fist. That's about the size these beignets were. In four minutes, Joey ate 75 of those. Jeez. Were these powdered up? Were they the powdered up ones and all that? Oh, yeah. And the advice I got before was do not breathe in. Do not inhale when you're eating these or it's going to go badly for you. Joey was eating so many, he started taking them off my plate. I got yelled at (laughs) to stop gawking at Joey and to actually eat because I was so overwhelmed. I said, it's like if you were dropped in the side of a highway in peak traffic as cars are whizzing by you at 80 miles an hour, that is what I felt like watching the most dominant competitive eating force in my lifetime go to work next to me. It's insane. (laughs) Mike Goley Jr. with us. Now, we've seen this, but you got to experience the aftermath. Does he just go hang out, or does he need to, like, lay down, or does he make himself sick? What's the next hour like for Joey after one of those performances? Well, see, and I, I use the word exhibition to underscore how unserious this was for him. Because when he got finished up, I asked him that same question. I got to cover the Nathan's hot dog eating contest and do the play-by-play for that for the last couple of years. So I had seen him in the prime and at his greatest event. And after this, I'm like, so, Joey, like, what do you do now? And he goes, oh, I'm going to go tailgate. He goes, I'm probably going to go have a few beers. Like, he's put back <laughs> on his shirt, already breathing normally. This really was nothing. It was light work for him. And he was going to go add more to the pile on top of it after. What, legend. what can you tell us about one of our favorites here, Zach Martin? He's kind of a stoic or quieter guy. You got to hang out with him a lot. What was Zach Martin like for, for you, or what is he like? Uh, that's kind of the beauty of Zach. I always tell people Zach was different 
from the very first time he stepped on the field. He didn't play in redshirted his freshman year, but I vividly remember Chris Watt, who was his offensive line mate, his left guard for a number of years there on the Notre Dame line, is back as assistant at Notre Dame now. And they came in and they were doing something in practice one day that our line coach liked so much, he made it a drill the next day. He's like, these freshmen are doing naturally what I want you guys to have to work on and get done. So we knew Zach was different. We called him the warden all the time because in one-on-ones, he would put the cuffs on the defensive lineman and promptly escort them past the quarterback <laughs> every time. Never saw him get beat in four years that I was Zach's teammate there. But the best part about Zach was he was never above anybody else. He was the first guy in there doing all the work. He was the last guy in hanging out with everybody in the locker room, chopping it up in there, BSing. He's as normal a future Hall of Famer and potentially one of the greatest guards to ever play the position as you're ever going to find. And even now, you know, running into him at camps back at Notre Dame or out in Pennsylvania where we go out and help out with the Joe Moore line camp. He is every bit of the most normal guy you've ever hung out with. It's, it's the beauty of Zach Martin. Was he gyrating in the huddle after Notre Dame wins like he does with the Cowboys? <laughs> I think most of the time Zach was trying to dodge me throwing up in the huddle. I was the puke guy on the team. That was just how I had to get ready for games. So him and the rest of the guys tried to stay away. I will say the one thing that Zach was a part of with me and became sort of the song for all of us was after one of those nights out at a bar in college. I don't know how it happened, but we ended up back at the house that Zach and all of his buddies used to live in there with Watt and a couple of the other guys. Tyler Eifert was one of his roommates, Tommy Reese, Notre Dame's offensive coordinator. And it ended up with just a bunch of like shirtless, sweaty college dudes all arm-in-arm arm singing Colder Weather by Zach Brown Band. <laughs> and for whatever reason, that became the song that ends everybody's weddings now and is stuck in all of our craw. It had no sort of relevance to the moment. It is not a love song that you'd want played at a wedding, but it was born out of a bunch of college guys with a little bit too much time and probably a BAC over the legal limit. Did you guys, did you guys have just a running tab there at the linebacker lounge? How did that work for you guys over there? So the real thing about the linebacker is it wasn't an undergrad bar. Didn't step foot in it. There's this old wives' tale at Notre Dame that you don't go up the steps of the main building where the dome is until after you graduate or you won't graduate. The linebacker had a similar feel. My dad always joked that there is puke holdover from his time there during the 80s that's still inside the backer. It's that much of a relic. But we weren't in the linebacker until after graduation. Been there plenty now. CJ's Pub was the spot for Notre Dame football players back in the day that we would hold up in there and hold court in. Serves one of the best burgers in South Bend, has a popcorn machine that I don't know how it was ever full with the amount of it we were putting down on a given night. But, uh, yeah, we had the tab up and running and ready to go at CJ's every weekend. Were you always the puker guy? Like, are you in middle school vomiting before these games? Uh, it started in high school for whatever. It was just like a nerve thing. I, I tried everything, tried to eat different, tried to eat less on game day mornings, tried to alter all that stuff. But at the end of the day, if I was going to be ready to play, I needed to unload a little bit of weight right before kickoff. It was just how I got down. What was the what was the genesis of you realizing, OK, I'm going to go ahead and hang them up now. This NFL thing like uh, holy smokes, these guys are freak shows. Well, you know what? My dad always had the great line. He's like. Most people don't retire from the NFL. The NFL retires you. It just decided to retire me before I even got going doing the thing. Like, I was three years in. I had gone to camp with the Steelers my rookie year and got cut there. I'd come back and got signed by the Saints, got cut by them in the summer, and then played in Canada for a training camp up with the Montreal Alouettes, 
played in a fall experimental league called the FXFL, not the XFL, not the cool one. This is the one where they didn't pay you for the last month of the season because they ran out of money, and you lived in a Holiday Inn Express in Staten Island and learned how much you really loved football. And so by the time I got back and did one more camp with the New Orleans Saints, I knew, all right, after three years, you're kind of a camp body. you got a fringe chance to make it. Let's put on some good tape. And if it doesn't work, you need to find a job that's going to actually like you back because a little secret for everyone out there, if you don't make the rosters and you just keep going to training camp, it doesn't pay you a living wage. So you're not mm-hmm. going to be able to really go ahead and do much. And uh, that was where I was like, all right, you know what? I- I'm pretty good at talking. No one can legally hit me at the job of getting in front of the microphone. Why don't I try this out for a little bit? Okay, so it wasn't like a moment on the field where some like Hall of Fame level D lineman put you in the dirt and you're like, you know what? This is This just isn't for me anymore. No, you know what? There were a few of those moments uh, built into it. Like the first time Cam Hayward came around at a tackle-tackle game and put his gigantic head into my head, I realized I had always thought I had a big head, I had a hard head. I realized that there are levels to this stuff. <laughs> I will say I remember the la- like the play where I knew it was over. It wasn't even like a future Hall of Famer. It was uh, I think his name was Tyler Davidson. He was a sixth-round pick by the Saints out of like Fresno State. Ended up making the team, ended up playing around the league for a little bit. But it was in a two-minute drill when I was in New Orleans. We were in training camp at the Greenbrier in West Virginia, where they did camp for a few years out there. And we were on the bottom field. We were running a two-minute drill. And I overset the heck out of him at three technique. Got way too wide. He put both hands in my chest, knocked me straight on my ass. And I look up from the ground, and Brett Ingles, the offensive line coach, is just there. And he just kind of looks at me and shrugs. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm probably not making this team, so I better at least enjoy the rest of my time with the guys at training camp here because <laughs> that was not a knowing sigh or a sigh of anything good to come here in that moment. So that's the one that stuck in my craw is sort of the beginning of the end. I love it. I love it. Okay, are we going to are we gonna see you at the media party uh, in, in Arizona for Radio Row? Yeah, I'm going to be out there, man. The beauty, my folks, they've like, so, you know, semi-retired to Scottsdale, which means I get to go spend my time on their dime there for the week. So I'm getting out there as soon as possible. So, yeah, you'll see me around. There. Okay, who's the media member most likely to make an ass of himself other than me and my guy Wolchuk here at it's the party? Us. It's us. Ooh, interesting. Who's the guy most likely to get a little bit? You know what? I would say if J, I, I don't know if ESPN Radio, the national shows, are sending their guys out there. Jason Fitz, who's you know the host of uh, Fitz and uh, Harry and Fitz on ESPN Radio's Noon to Three, he might be the one former fiddle player. He's a country music guy. He was the fiddle player in the band Perry for seven years. He's used to being on tour and being able to do whatever he wants. So I feel like it's hard for him to give up the life. Well, I can't wait to see you there, man. That's it. We're gonna let, let's party it up together, and maybe we do like an eating challenge together. I think that'd be fun. Shots. Oh, God, man. You know what? I'm going to say no right now because I'm going to say, you know what? I'm an adult and I've grown past that stuff. But, yes, we will absolutely do this. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Mike. We'll see you there. Thanks, guys. Great stuff. Incredibly entertaining. A great sports broadcasting family, the Golics. You know, it's it's not just his dad, but it's also his uncle, Bob Golick, who really got the party started and I believe does a news talk slash sports show in, in, in Cleveland. Okay, Rangers Hot Stove Show tomorrow, 7 to 8 in our showroom downstairs. You're invited. Brock Burke and Taylor Hearn are going to join Sandler in the get right. Is uh, Peter King dead balls on wrong with his take about Dak and Brock Purdy? That's next in the nation. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.